Welcome to Stonebridge Community Church's online service. I am Pastor John, the senior pastor of Stonebridge Community Church, and we are grateful that you are checking in with us for worship this week. We want you to know that we do have our in-person services, and you are welcome to come and join us when you are ready at our in-person services. We have a 5.30 Saturday evening service, a Sunday morning 9 o'clock service, and a Sunday morning 10.30 outdoor service for those who still aren't comfortable coming inside. Know that you are welcome when you are ready, and when you are ready to come worship with us, we are ready for you. The way our online service goes is we have this welcome. We'll dive right into the scriptures and the word of God and the preaching, and then we'll have some songs to help guide you in your worship. So wherever you are, may the Holy Spirit guide you. May the Holy Spirit be with you. And let us worship the Lord God together. Well, I am Pastor John, one of the pastors here at Stonebridge. And I am here, which we all know, for those of you who are part of this congregation, my wife has not given birth yet. I will confess that when we've been planning this, I didn't think I would be here this week. And in fact, throughout the week, in the back of my mind, I kept thinking, there's no way I'm going to be preaching this week. So if you're disappointed with the sermon, it's because I mailed it in, okay? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If you're disappointed, it's just me. Um, on, a, on a more serious note, though, the last few days I have been distracted, as I'm sure many of us are, with what's been going on with Ukraine and the war that's happening. And I've had moments of feeling like, why am I turning to the sermon right now? But more and more, I've just become convinced throughout life that coming to the simple instructions of Jesus is the best thing we can do when it feels like the world is falling apart or when there's anxiety or when there's uncertainty at large. And it's in these moments that turning to the scriptures and looking at just the simple words of Jesus can anchor us and help us know how to follow Jesus in a time where we have very little control over what's going to happen. So let us turn to the scriptures this evening. The sermon or the scripture that we're going to be preaching on is Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. And we've been going through the Sermon on the Mount, looking at specific teachings in the sermon that Jesus gives, his longest, most extensive teaching in all of the Bible. So I invite you to hear the word of God as I read the scriptures. Jesus says, Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And I invite you to join with me in prayer. Lord, we gather as your people, seeking to hear your word this evening. We gather here hoping that you will guide us, that you will shape us, you will form us, you will help us understand how to be your people. That you would help us understand where and how we should store up treasure, Lord. And what that means for your disciples. So speak to us, Lord. We seek to hear your word, to be guided by you. So through the power of your Holy Spirit and through your scriptures, speak to us. We ask this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So Jesus says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. And the first question that comes up for me with this teaching is, what exactly does he mean by treasure? When I think of treasure, the first thing that comes to mind for me 
is actually the movie Aladdin. You might have seen it. The animated version, though, not the live-action one. That was terrible. Um, sorry if you really like it. I know, sorry. Um, it was bad, though. Um, but the animated version where Aladdin walks into the Cave of Wonders, and you see all this gold and these rubies and these gold statues and coins. I think often when we think of treasure, we think of money. We think of the things that let us buy other things, that let us purchase other things. But the word Jesus uses here in Greek is a little more broad than that. You can see that in the passage, he says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. But in the Greek, it's a little more redundant because the word for stored up is the same word as treasures. So you could translate this as do not treasure for yourselves treasures on earth. But that's a little weird and redundant. You could also say, do not store up for yourselves things that you would store up. And I think that's what Jesus is actually getting at here. He's not just talking about money, though money is included in this. Jesus is pointing to anything that we might store up or collect. Anything that we might try to grab and grasp and hold on to. That's what Jesus is talking about here. And I don't know for you what it is that you store up. When I say that, what comes to mind for you? For me, it's actually comic books. That's the first thing that comes to mind because when I was a little kid, I collected comic books as much as I could. I did baseball cards for a little bit too, but that was, you know, I'm not going to say the word. I wasn't into that. Um, but comic books, I love. I still have boxes and boxes of comic books. Everywhere I move, I make sure I take the comic books with us. My wife thinks it's ridiculous but there they are. And I think the thing about storing things up is that at a certain point, we're actually storing things up to feel a level of security, whatever it may be. But having those comic books has helped me felt connected to my past. And when I was storing them up, it helped me have imagination and escape to a different world where I felt a little more secure than what I was growing up in. When we store things up, there's usually a reason where we're trying to get some level of security. Now, there's many places in the Bible where Jesus says, don't just store up money. Don't just store things up. That's actually not what he says here, though. This isn't a teaching to just not store things up, but Jesus is giving this for our benefit because he goes on to say, do not store things up. Do not store treasures up for yourselves on earth where moth and rust destroy. I think Jesus is getting at one of the deepest, most true, but saddest truths of this world. Eventually, whatever it is that we love, whatever it is we find security in, moth and rust will destroy it. There's just something about this world that we live in where everything is temporary. And sometimes that can be a, a word of good news. There are some things that we want to be temporary, but there are other things, beautiful things that we hold on to, that we want to store up, we want to keep, but eventually moth and rust destroy. With the passage of time, rust will destroy. Moths will destroy. Jesus is getting at the temporary nature of things. This isn't a new insight, though. The fact that everything is temporary, that when we try to store things up for ourselves, it's eventually going to fade away. The ancient Greeks had a famous saying from the philosopher Heraclitus. 
that you can never step into the same river twice. Everything is constantly changing. You can come to the same physical space, but when you step into the river, the water is different than the last time you did it. The soil has moved around. Everything is actually different about it. Everything is constantly changing. I think this idea has been best captured through a poem from the American poet Robert Frost, where he says, Nature's first green is gold, her hardest hue to hold. Her early leaf's a flower, but only so an hour. Then leaf subsides to leaf, so Eden's sake to grief. So dawn goes down to day, nothing gold can stay. I want you to know, for those of you who weren't looking, I did do that from memory, by the way. I want credit. Derek, you had your head down. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> it's up there, but I didn't look. I didn't look. But it captures this feeling that I think all of us have at some point. The things that we love, they don't seem to last. And Jesus is warning, of us, warning us of that here in this passage. You can go and you can try to store things up. You can try to secure yourself as much as possible. You can grab whatever it is that makes you feel good. You can hold on to it, but eventually it's going to fade. And then he says also, where, where thieves break in and steal. Those things that aren't going to be destroyed just by the passage of time, they're vulnerable to somebody else coming in and taking them. Jesus is getting at that sense of loss that all human beings experience at some point. The grief that we all have to address. He's trying to help us push past that, though. Because Jesus doesn't say, don't store up anything ever. But he says, after this teaching about do not store up treasures on earth, he says, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves, where thieves don't break in and steal. The Bible asserts this idea of permanence. And you can see it constantly. The beginning of the Bible, God creates the world and there's a sense of permanence there that God isn't going to walk away from the world, that the world is going to exist, but then we enter into the fall and that sense of permanence is lost. But then you jump back to the book of Revelation, the very end of the Bible, the very last page. There's a picture of permanence, of God coming and living with humanity, of a new Jerusalem being established here on earth, the world being restored. Permanence is reestablished. But what is so interesting to me and fascinating and just makes me wonder what's going on here is that when you look around at the world, we have no actual evidence of permanence. There's nothing that we can point to that is actually permanent. Everything does seem to fade. So the Bible is constantly asserting this idea of permanence that we can't prove, that we can't point to, that we don't know. But over and over again, the Bible is trying to help us understand there is something that will last. There is something that we can hold on to. That there is a place where you can store treasure. It's there in heaven. That idea of heaven that Jesus talks about. In the Gospel of Matthew, he refers to it more as the kingdom of heaven. And when we're talking about this idea of permanence, I think it should give each of us an exciting hope about what that permanence will look like when Jesus does return, about what the world is supposed to look like. And the best glimpse that we can get for what permanence is supposed to look like is through Jesus' life and words. 
through when he talks about the kingdom of heaven, when he describes it to us in the gospels. There's a New Testament scholar that I think captures the way that at least the gospel of Matthew describes the kingdom of heaven well. He says that Jesus' teaching, it gives us an image of the blessed one that is just the opposite of what we would naturally value. The blessed ones, they are the poor in spirit, the persecuted, the mourning, the meek. The parables of the kingdom paint for us pictures where debtors are free, freely forgiven, where the smallest seed produces the largest tree, and where the late-come workers receive the same reward. Jesus' model of life shows open-armed compassion for the downtrodden, the touch of the leper, the exalting of the lowly child, the welcoming of the Gentile, and the listening ear for blind outcast beggars. There's something about this idea of permanence that Jesus is asserting the kingdom of heaven that takes whatever our values are and turns them upside down. That takes what it is we would find security in and turns it upside down. That takes what we would find powerful and strong and mighty and turns it upside down. This permanence that the Bible is talking about, it's different than anything we've experienced or we know. Which is why I think it's so hard for us to wrap our minds around it. But it should give us hope that this permanence within this state, when the kingdom of heaven is established, everything that is wrong is made right. But that leads us to a question here with Jesus' specific teaching. How in the world are we supposed to store up treasures in that when we're not there yet? We're not even close to the permanence that Jesus talks about. We're not even close to the kingdom of heaven being established. How are we supposed to throw or store up treasures in that? My answer is, I don't know exactly. But I do have a couple of guesses. The, the first guess is, when the Bible's talking about heaven, that word heaven, it's also the word for sky in both Hebrew and Greek. Basically, heaven was kind of thought of as like every, everything that was up there. Everything that was just up there in the sky. So one possibility is that I'm supposed to take my comic books and throw them up in the sky until they finally stick. I don't think that's actually what Jesus is talking about. Though my son, who likes to throw his dinosaurs up in the air constantly, would probably disagree with me. I think the better explanation here is that Jesus does give us these glimpses of what the kingdom of heaven is supposed to look like, of what a permanent state of the world that God intended is supposed to look like. And the treasures that we store up, the things that we store up, it shouldn't be for our own security. But when we're storing things up, it should be so that we can give people a reflection of the kingdom of heaven that Jesus talks about. That we look at the world Jesus describes as it's supposed to be. That we look at the message the Bible gives us of what the world is supposed to look like. And when we are storing up treasures, we then use them not for our own security, but to give people a reflection of what we believe the kingdom of heaven is supposed to look like so that they can have hope, so that they can hold on to hope. So instead of collecting a bunch of comic books just for fun, which isn't bad, I'm not going to say that's bad, but you know, at some point in life, I have to start using whatever treasures I have for somebody else to help them understand what the kingdom of heaven is going to look like. I have to let go of what I'm trying to hold on to that's never going to be permanent and let, use it for somebody else's benefit. So instead of just storing up our money here, we do give it to the church 
so that people can get a glimpse of what a kingdom of God is supposed to look like, the kingdom of heaven, through the way we interact, through the way we treat each other, the way we interact with the community. Instead of just storing up our money for ourselves, we give it to organizations like Sarah's House, one of our mission partners locally, who works to help women and children get a glimpse of something better so they can have hope that there is something more than this life that seems to just fade away, than the loss and grief they've already had. I could go down the line, but I think you understand. That's, I think, the best we can come to storing up treasures in heaven, this side of the kingdom of heaven. That's, I think, what Jesus is pulling us towards. At the end of the day, Jesus gives us this teaching at the very end where he says, for where your heart, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I think storing up treasures in heaven, using what we have to give people a glimpse of heaven, I think that's what helps us anticipate when Jesus does return. I think that's what gives us hope. I think that's what sustains us. That's what makes us ready for that day when this world is made right. When something does become finally permanent and it is good and it is right. So Jesus leaves us with this challenge. There's two different routes we can take. Store up treasures on earth, store up treasures in heaven. Where's your heart? Please pray with me. Lord, your teachings challenge us. Your teachings confront us. And we know that this life in so many ways is temporary. But despite all the evidence around us, we still assert, we proclaim that there is permanence, that you are the everlasting God, that you are steadfast, and that though the things of this world may pass, you never fade away. And we know that your value, your character is reflected in your kingdom. Help us to use whatever treasures we have to give people a glimpse of your kingdom. To give people a glimpse of what a permanent world looks like, of what a world lived with you looks like so that they might have hope. Lord, help us to place our hearts in your kingdom first and foremost. Guide us in that. As we go to take our offering now, we ask that you use it so that people can see a glimpse of your kingdom of heaven through us. You use it so that people can have hope in you through us. That it goes towards giving people the glimpse they need so that they can know that there is something better than what they've experienced to this point. Use the offering towards that end, Lord. We thank you. We praise you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thousand times I
soul I give you control Consume me from the inside out Lord, let justice and praise
Great. 